Welcome back to the Urban Lore Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Castaño. So remember to like and share this podcast so we can get more great listener stories like the one we're going to have tonight. Now, tonight's is a little different. Um, he was rather shy. Robert was shy and didn't want to record his voice. So he sent it to me in an email. And you know, I, I like to hear these in your voice, but I do totally understand some people just don't like the way they sound on recordings, or maybe they're uncomfortable with their story and uh, don't want people to recognize their voice. I understand that. So, of course, my prime option, I would love for you to record on your phone voice recorder app and email those stories to urbanlorepodcast, all one word, at gmail.com, or you can actually share them with me on private message on Twitter at Urban Lore Pod. Um, but also you can do what Robert did and you can just write it up and email me at urbanlorepodcast at, at gmail.com. His story falls into the category of, of what I'd refer to as a premonition. Um, he explained a little bit in his introduction to me that he's not a believer, he's not a terribly spiritual person, all of these kinds of things. And this story happened back in the 1980s in South Texas, long before the era of cell phones or even really pagers weren't a thing yet. This was still a landline. If you weren't somewhere to take a phone call, you didn't get the message until you got to wherever there was a phone. I know there are some of you listening that think that's the Stone Age, and maybe the 1980s was the Stone Age, but some of us did in fact live through an era where we weren't always available 24-7, 365 at the drop of a digital hat or the bing of a cell phone, a text message, or a phone call. And that's, that's this story. Robert writes, I was driving to work and I had a commute of nearly 30 minutes each way. So I was typically listening to a cassette of Def Leppard or Iron Maiden, some really good 80s hair metal or heavy metal band. And on my way, I just began to get the feeling that after work, I needed to go by my uncle's ranch. My uncle lived a little bit out of town, so on my way back from work, it would have been about a 15-minute detour to the country area where my uncle had his ranch. My uncle and I were not necessarily very close, but we had no problems. We'd see each other on the holidays, and occasionally we'd go out on his hop property and go hog hunting. The one reason I did go to my uncle's ranch quite a bit was the fact that my grandfather, after my grandmother had passed away, cho chose to move into a trailer on my uncle's property to be a little closer for someone to help him out. He could still live independently, but still he wanted someone nearby in case he did need help. So after I got off of work, I made that detour down to the small country town where my uncle's ranch was just outside of. The more I drove, the more I felt I really needed to be there. 
although I had no sense of why, I just knew that this was something that was intended for me to do. So as I turned down the dirt road toward my uncle's ranch, my anxiety grew higher and higher. You know, back then we didn't really call it anxiety. We called it nerves. So I turned onto the open gate, past the cattle guard, and there was my granddad's trailer. And now road cars didn't come down these roads very often. So I was probably kicking up dust and making a lot of noise with my music and the windows down. For some reason, my feeling was that I needed to be at my uncle's. So here was my granddad's trailer, and as I looked up, he's in the screen window and he waves to me. He obviously heard my music and heard my car. I waved back to him, and I felt kind of guilty that I didn't stop and tell him, I'll be back to visit with you in a little bit, but I've got this ridiculously weird feeling I have to talk to my uncle. But I got past it. I waved to him, he waved back, and I drove the extra, probably almost quarter of a mile on the dirt driveway up to the farmhouse on the back of the property. As I got there, I realized there were way too many cars parked around the house. I pulled up, still wearing my apron from work, and walked up to the front porch where many of my cousins were standing around. It was very obvious something was wrong. And within moments, I found out there had been a death in the family. Now, the part that made my hair stand up on the back of my neck is that they told me the person who had passed was the grandfather that I waved to not five minutes ago. It would have been very easy for me to tell them that, oh, I thought they were joking or don't pull my leg or this is really mean-spirited. But it was very obvious by their body language and their tone. There was no prank. There was no gotcha to this. Everybody in my family loved my granddad. He was very much the linchpin of our entire family. So as I mulled around, I asked them when and how and all the questions that you normally ask. And they said, you know, thankfully he passed away in his sleep last night. And it was um, sometime around midday that my uncle went up to see if he wanted anything special for lunch. They would often cook and take him food up to the trailer. And that's unfortunately when they found him in bed. No one locked their doors on any of this property. There was no need out in this small country community, and they found him peacefully in bed. The more I thought about it, the more I realized that about the time that they were telling that he likely passed away was about the time when I was going to work early in the morning when I began to get the feeling I should go to my uncle's. I don't have any explanation for this. I've never had a feeling like this before, and I've never had a feeling like this since. I never told any of my family about seeing my granddad in the screen door as I passed going up to their house. And by the time I 
left my uncle's house. It was getting dark. And I'll be honest with you, I, I looked back at the trailer as I drove out the gate, but I didn't have the guts to stop and go in. I didn't see anything when I went back. There was a small porch light on that was constantly on, and I saw nothing. And to this day, I can't swear to you I saw what I saw, but not having any sense of why I needed to be out there, I don't know why I would have imagined something like seeing him waving to me. Maybe you'll argue that in the back of my mind, if I had this premonition to go out to my uncle's, then maybe I suspected subconsciously this was the problem. But I can honestly say I never thought that. I didn't have any reason in my head why I felt the way I did. I just knew I had to be there. Anyway, the funeral went on as normal. My grandfather's belongings were divided up as he wanted, and eventually the trailer was sold and moved off of the property. My uncle's family still owns the ranch. He's since passed on as well many years ago. Um, and I've been out there a few times since then. And I don't have any particular feeling about any part of the place other than that memory of something I simply can't explain. Anyway, I hope you can use my story. Well, Robert, we can definitely use your story. Premonition. That's a hard one to wrap your head around. I guess you could say, and one thing that he didn't write in the story, how elderly his grandfather was, or perhaps his grandfather had been in poor health. None of that's included in the original story. So, you know, if he had had a health history, maybe in the back of your mind you get that feeling that, you know, wow, I need to go check up on him, or I need to go see him. But that's not the feeling that this story gives me. You know, I don't know if he had this sensation or some communication that his grandfather had passed on, or it was purely coincidental that his maybe guilt of not visiting him more often led him down that particular dusty country road to that ranch. What did he see in the screen window? I I don't know. Robert's convinced it was his grandfather. And I'm no one to judge. Remember, we always talk about this is about good stories. And this was really a great one. Thank you for submitting this, Robert. And thank you for tuning in to listen to yet another episode of the Urban Lore Podcast. Remember to... Rate us five stars if your podcatcher that you listen to this show on gives you some uh, mechanic to be able to rank and, and grade us. That helps other people find the show and helps other people like Robert submit great stories. Have you had a premonition? Do you sometimes feel like you're getting a communication that's not a text or an email? We'd love to hear about it urbanlorepodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at urbanlorepod. For the Urban Lore Podcast, I'm Tom Castaños. <laughs>